service today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't the Holy Ghost great? Hallelujah. Praise God. power of the Holy Ghost is great. Hallelujah. Amen. I know we're going to hear some great praise reports after this service today, coming up in the days ahead. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to be going to 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter, and it, we won't be holding you too long. Uh, we will uh, let you out here, and I'm going to do my best to get through in about 15 minutes. That'll put us 15 or 20 minutes. That'll put us at 12:30. And um, but I do got a word I want to share with you today. The word of God, 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter. There's two verses. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul is the one doing the talking here, doing the writing, I should say, to the church at Corinth. 16, verses 8 and 9. He said, But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. But I will tarry in Ephesus under Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Let's pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for such a move of the Holy Ghost, God, that we have seen in our midst today. We know, God, that only you can, can do things on this fashion. And we give you praise and we give you glory. And now, God... Speak to us, God, out of your out of the pages of your word today, that we may see, receive meat in due season. In Jesus' name, does the church say? And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, declare your freedom and fight to achieve. That's what I want to talk about in just, for just a few minutes this morning. Declare your freedom and fight to achieve. 234 years ago, in July of 1776, our founding fathers signed a document. We have it's been come to know the Declaration of Independence. This was sent overseas to England. And this Declaration of Independence was written to stand against the tyranny of the King of England and to form a separate nation of independence and freedom. Because the people of the 13 colonies of here, of here that, of that time did not have any kind of freedom. But some who celebrate this day forget that the Declaration was not the end of the struggle, only the beginning. In July 1776, the Declaration was signed. Some people don't realize that that was not the end, but that was just the beginning. 
It wasn't until seven years later, after a long revolutionary war, that in 1783 our independence was permanently won. Our founding fathers today are have gone down in history as heroes. All the men who signed that declaration. And it's hard to imagine men like George Washington and Benjamin Franklin as traitors. But if you understand history and know what happened, if they had lost the war after they had signed the Declaration of Independence, then George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, and all the other men who signed the Declaration of Independence would have been tried for treason and executed. Amen. Sometimes we celebrate the paper. And we don't think about the war that protected the paper. Hello. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth that a great door had been opened to him for the cause of Christ. But along with this door opened up, there were many adversaries that come against him. No victory is ever won without a fight. And when you stand to declare your independence from sin, Satan, and the world, believe me, if you haven't found out already, when you stand to declare your independence from sin, Satan, or the world, the battle is on. You just wells to dig in and get ready to fight because a fight's going to come your way. You don't have to take it thin. It's going to come to you. The king of England got all them redcoats and they crossed the Atlantic Ocean and they came over here because they didn't like what was declared. And I promise you, when you stand, Brother Paul, and declare anything, the devil's going to come looking for you. He's going to come, amen, knocking at your doorstep, hallelujah, showing, amen, his weapons with an intention of taking you down. Hallelujah. Just as Great Britain didn't allow America to go easily, you see, they had the control of America. All the tax money went over there. We had all the taxes, but we didn't have any kind of representation. And when the Declaration of Independence was signed, declaring, and the people of America says, we're going to be an independent nation. England did not let America go easily. And any time you make any kind of declaration... Spiritually, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight. There's got to be a battle. There's going to be a battle. Hallelujah. There's no, there's no way around it. You will not have victory, amen, without a fight. Satan will not allow you to go simply because you stand and declare your independence. Glory to God. 
Satan, I'm setting this bottle of booze down, and I'm not going to drink it no more. The devil's going to say, all right, we'll find out. Devil, I'm laying this tobacco down. I ain't going to have it no more. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Amen. I'm declaring. I've been bound by the devices of sin and Satan long enough. I, I declare my independence. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy. If you think it's easy, don't start it. Glory to God. And it's time that the church quit whining around and crying like a bunch of spiritual crybabies and stand up because you got the power. You got the ability to defeat everything. Devil in hell. You don't have to take what the devil law throws in your life. You don't have to take what the devil lays on your home and your family. Glory to God, all you gotta do is be willing to have a little gumption about you. Stand up and say, I'm gonna declare my independence and I'm gonna fight for it. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. My Lord. There always has been, and there always will be a battle. Although Israel, and listen to me close, although Israel gained independence from Egypt, they had to conquer seven nations of people in Canaan before they could possess the promised land. They crossed the Red Sea. They crossed the Jordan River. And guess what? God dried up the rollers both times. Miraculous things happen. Supernatural things happen. But guess what? They still had to get bloody. There was still a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. We have falsely assumed today, because God's a supernatural God, and He is able to do things just like that. We think that He'll, he'll just, uh, amen, take care of everything, and everything will be easy. He may have supernaturally parted the waters for you, but don't think there won't be some blood, sweat, and tears on the other side of that river He's lying you to cross, because you won't get a hold of your promise unless you're willing to fight for it. Glory. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, I'm willing to fight for mine. I'm willing to fight for mine. Hallelujah. I've never been to heaven. I've read a lot about it in the book. We've sung a lot about it. And I believe it's, I believe it's, I've been told enough about it that it's worth the fight to get there. I believe it's worth the fight to get there. I don't know how you feel. But I'd rather fight with everything I got, Brother Sean, to get heaven, amen, than just sit under a shade tree somewhere and slide right off into hell. Hello? Glory. Yeah, you can get by without a fight. But what's going to be your destination? America could have got by without fighting, amen, England back in the Revolutionary War. But you know what would be going on today? Spot a key, anyone? Hello. We'd be, we'd all be drinking tea and eating crumpets. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Things wouldn't look like it does right here today if they weren't willing to fight for their independence. 
we wouldn't be worshiping God like we are right now because there would be no religious freedom. We'd be going through all that dead ritual of the Roman Catholic Church of England. Hallelujah. People, people seem to forget because they call it the Church of England. They, they, they forget that it was called the Church of England, but it was really, it was really uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Roman Catholic Church because old King Henry VIII, with his six or seven wives, he's the one that split from, from, from Roman Catholic Church because the Pope condemned him, amen, after he kept chopping off his wives' heads so he could get him a new one. So they just started a new church. It was all Roman, and if it wasn't been a fight for independence, we'd still be involved there. We wouldn't know it and experience the people across the street, the Methodists, the Baptists, nobody else. No, 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 no Protestant denomination would have ever known. Nothing. Because, see, the world had already been in over a thousand years of darkness because of Catholicism until Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the, on the castle wall, and he came out, letting everybody else come out. Hallelujah. So there's got to be a fight. There's going to be a struggle. There's two things I want to brief, briefly share with you about declaring your freedom and fight to achieve it. Number one, you've got to receive your personal Pentecost. You've got to receive your personal Pentecost. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, the first verse that we read. Apostle Paul, he was in Ephesus when he wrote the church of Corinth and sent the letter to him. And he was writing, and throughout the letter, he was talking about he was on his way. He was fixing to go there. And God had opened up a great door. God had given him some great opportunities to get out on the road again and do some great things but God, and we've been studying him on Wednesday night. We had a, had a great uh, lesson about that um, uh, this past Wednesday night. And God had opened up a great door. Paul says, I'm fixing to go through that door. He said, but I'm going to stay in Ephesus under Pentecost. Now, that wasn't the original Pentecost. This has done been a few years on down the line. But... Um, they kept honoring the day of Pentecost because it was the birthday of the church, the day that the Spirit failed. Paul says, I could go ahead and leave and start to go out through that door God has opened up to me, but I'm going to stay here. I'm going to tarry here in Ephesus under Pentecost. Paul knew with all the adversaries that he had coming against him that he would not have a, a Chinaman's chance if he tried to go through the door God given him without first experiencing a personal Pentecost. He said, I'm staying right here with the church right here. I'm not going to be somewhere out on the road when Pentecost comes. I'm going to be in God's house. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to stay in Ephesus under Pentecost. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to have your independence of whatever it is that you are declaring against the enemy, then you have got to have a personal Pentecost. You can't rely on mamas, on daddies, on brothers, on sisters, but you've got to have a one-on-one between you and God. Amen. Yourself. Hallelujah. You have got to have a personal Pentecost. you Glory to God. And you can't just stand up and watch somebody else get over here filled with it, but you've got to get filled yourself. Glory to God. You might, you might enjoy seeing somebody else be filled with the Spirit and, and leap for joy and praise God and, and have the blessings of God.
Paul knew the importance of a personal Pentecost. And he refused to even try to go through the door that had been opened unto him until after Pentecost. Too many people jump out too quick. They might have good motives. They got good intentions. They want to do good things for God, but to wind up falling on their face, and it's not because God was against them. It's not because God didn't help them, because they jumped out on their own without first receiving a personal Pentecost in their life. It's quiet, but it's the truth anyhow. Without a personal Pentecost, you ain't going to have no victory. You're not going to have no independence. You have got to have a personal Pentecost. we got too many people in churches today laying hands on people trying to pray for somebody else to get a Pentecost, and they ain't been fooled themselves. Glory. How in the world can we pray for somebody else to have a Pentecost when you ain't really let God and the Holy Ghost shake your life and do something powerful in your life? Paul said, I'm staying in Ephesus. I'm tearing here. Hallelujah. Until Pentecost, glory to God. I want to get a fresh touch of that wind, a fresh touch of that fire from on high, because I'm going to need it because I've got some adversaries on the other side of that door waiting on me, and I'm not going to leave here unarmed. I'm not going to leave here unarmed. So if you want to declare your freedom and fight to achieve it, you've got to have a personal Pentecost. Secondly, I'm, I'm chopping a whole lot off here. I'm, I'm not giving you the whole thing. You, you're just getting sack lunch when, oh, yeah, I could give you a full-course meal there. Number two, claim your promises and fight to succeed. Do you realize how important that is? Claim your promises and fight to succeed. 1 Timothy 1 and 18. Paul wrote Timothy, he said, This charge I commit to you, son, Timothy. Now, why did, why did he call Timothy his son? Was Timothy his fleshly son? No, hallelujah. He's, he's the one that birthed Timothy in the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies. Notice this. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, by those prophecies, you may wage the good warfare. I've seen a lot of people down through the years receive a, receive a prophecy from somebody through the Spirit. And then they never did receive or see it come to pass or come to fruition, whatever it was that was prophesied to them. Sometimes they want to blame the prophet that he missed God. Well, he may have missed God because prophets are just men and they can they can get in their own spirit and there's a lot to do get in their own spirit. But when you receive a, pro, a prophecy, a prophecy is like a promise. It's a prophecy through the spirit. 
and you will never see that. I don't care how many times, how many people prophesy to you, unless you claim that prophecy in your life, amen, and you, uh, as a promise given to you by God of such and such going to happen, unless you claim that, and then you begin to fight to succeed or fight to achieve it, it will never happen. Hallelujah. It will never happen. Remember, the devil will never let nothing come easy in your spiritual life. You're going to have to fight for everything that you get in the kingdom of God. Jesus paid the price. He hung on the cross. He shed his blood. But the devil is like a roaring lion, the Bible says, seeking who may devour. He's an adversary. And we all have to fight the adversary. And it's not just good enough to declare your freedom. It wasn't good enough for our founding fathers just to write that declaration. Now, it took a while back then to send letters from here across the ocean. And uh, do you think that Ben Franklin and George Washington and all of them were just out um, having a picnic under a shade tree waiting for England's reply. You know what they was doing? They was, they was, they was gathering up the gunpowder, cleaning up the guns. George Washington was out getting his army together because there was going to be a long winter's night at Valley Forge coming up. Hallelujah. So, and winding this up and closing this message today. When you stand and declare, no matter what it is, if it's, if it's a sickness in your life, and you declare your healing, sometimes you've got to do battle to see it come your way. Hallelujah. We've got to be willing to fight because the last words I say, freedom is never free. It's never free. Brother Darrell, once you go back up to the stage, we're going to do one more course right now. And uh, there was a lot of declaring of independence around here earlier with the Holy Ghost just falling. And all y'all people who was declaring your independence, I want you to take just a few more minutes and just and just t- tell the Lord, says, I'm going to fight for what God gave me earlier. I'm, I, I, I want to walk out with my hands full when I leave this place today for what I felt here. I've got something here today. God has given me something here this morning. And you know what, Brother Paul, I'm going to fight to keep it. I'm not going to walk out this front door and just, just because I see the devil standing there Hallelujah. I know some people, some people knows about the bully in school standing there ready and just sticking out his hand. You just put your lunch money in his hand. He might get my money, but he ain't going to get it without a fight. He, he, and he might get it, but it's not going to be easy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because guess what? I like that chocolate milk too good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. You ain't never seen the fight until you want to try to steal. Amen. <laughs> chocolate milk from the pastor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. That's right. Hey, you, you get down to not a fight. You get down to war now. You start talking about cornbread and, and turnip greens. and Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's everybody stand. Brother Darrell. Hey, Brother Sammy, let's, uh, let's sing this song right here.